This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Hey there, listener. This is Kent Dunn, your smoldering host of not one, but two podcasts. Oh my gosh. I just wanted to declare publicly before you today that Henry Cavill's portrayal of Superman is lacking. Not every Christopher Nolan movie is brilliant, and Marvel movies are actually pretty entertaining. Dare to be the villain. Unbelievable, but it's true. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. Did I mention QWComedy.com? <laughs> Family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Big Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent, I think. Oh, wait, oh, what? Wait, where's nope. Jacob? We don't have Jake. Where we'll, is Jacob? But we'll get to why Jake's not here. Yes. But first, we want to thank you for listening to our last show. Our, By the uh, way, I'm mad at you. I didn't even comment on that, <laughs> but I'm actually really mad at you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wait, do I? Oh, my. I do say it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> You're good. No, I'm not that good. You should hear a coworker of yours. He does a very good impersonation. Oh, no. Um, but no, our last show was our educational children's television programming yeah. show where we walked down memory lane for us. Yeah. And apparently other people, too. It struck a chord with a lot of people, actually. People were actually kind of, they were, they were offering their own shows, which I'd never heard of some of these. Yeah. Really cool to find out. Uh, one of my favorite uh, comments was from uh, Valerie Ilguth, who said, my memories of today's special always felt like memories of dreams. So I'm glad you confirmed that it was a real show. <laughs> she didn't know. <laughs> and someone else on Twitter said the same thing where they were just like, I, I wanted, I'm so glad someone else believes that show's real because I talk to people about it and they don't believe it. <laughs> they think they're crazy. It's a weird show. That's awesome. Uh, Valerie also said, I'm sad, curious George didn't get a mention. That's my favorite show to watch with my kids. And yeah, I said, it's that, a good one. I you know, there were a lot we saved and we'll do that for part two. Are we going to do a part two? I don't know. Season yes. eight or something. But thank you for listening to that show. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today? Discount Jacob. <laughs> today we're talking about... Twinners again. Who are you? Who are you, sir? I am the low rent Jacob. He is the low rent Jacob. But we have here in the studio with us in the Bacon Cave, Stephen Ross. Yay! Hey, hey, hey! Stephen Ross is a patron of Bacon Sale. He's in the I am the listener category tier. It's a tier. Yes, Yes. it's a tier. I'm the listener tier. And he is uh, on here today to redeem his show. So if you're a patron of Bacon Cell, you can have the opportunity to come here on, on Bacon Cell, enter the Bacon Cave. You do have to go a full body scan and a delousing yeah. before you come in here. Uh, that was okay, though, right? You're okay yeah, with Yeah, you, you, my eye is still in my skull from the retinal scan. Good. So. But Good. I would like to thank you for the weapons that you gave us uh, yes. to contribute to the Bacon Cave here. Which we should have better scanners to for weapons when they enter the Bacon yeah, right? Cave. Right. But no, you you brought gifts, which you don't have to. Everyone who comes on the show, you don't have to bring gifts, but it was very generous of you. Well, my wife my wife really is is wanting to get the weapons out of the house. Wait, so we're essentially like savers? We're a DI? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Uh, actually, you are now an outpost, you know. <laughs> okay. The zombie sure. apocalypse shows uh-huh. up. We should clarify what type of weapons. A- <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're Nerf guns. They are Nerf guns. I, I'm a little bit out of control. I, I have... Almost 90 operational Nerf guns. Why not make 90? it an even 100? Because my wife will kill me. Okay. With a Nerf gun? Yeah, that um, might be impossible. Probably with her own two hands. So, And then you brought these uh, Nerf guns to us. Why? You, you explained why to us, but explain why to the listener. Well, basically, when you listen to Bacon Sale, you know that things tend to get heated. And sometimes, if you want to subscribe to the Code Duello, which... It's a long story, but basically there are rules for dueling, and you will need dueling pistols. So, brought so, in three Nerf dueling pistols. So, in the moment when Kent gets his angry eyes, and I get my angry voice, because <laughs> that's all we need. Then we just go out. We go outside the baking cave and just shoot each other with Nerf guns for a bit. And oh yeah, I'm in. 
Yeah, that's going to settle. For, you got one for disc or for real Jacob too. So that's oh, going to yes. settle every bracket from now on. <laughs> four. First, first person four. tagged wins the argument. Well, I, most, I have to admit, like we do keep our try to keep our emotions control on the air as much as possible. But when we walk off the air, oh. there'll be a lot of shooting happening. Absolutely, hold so my loops. Thank you for that. And, and the real question is, will you be able to shoot Kent? As he deflects the darts with his lightsaber. Yeah. Disneyland. Well, it doesn't work anymore because Joel dropped it. I did drop it. It works fine. I tested it after. I was trying to show off for my wife, but I dropped it. Uh, But actually, it's funny to bring up the Nerf thing because I remember when I did uh, 70 lines about 35 patrons, uh, the the song I did for when we first started Patreon. Yeah. My line was, Stephen Ross shoots guns and likes to play with Nerf and Lego bricks. Oh yeah, and that's true. That all rings oh, true. Yeah. yeah, that that's that is my basement. In fact, today I was cleaning up a Lego mess that my son had made, and I like and father I, like son. I'm sure. Yeah, it's yeah. It, yeah. He's chip off the old block. So. And, and you're also wearing an I'm a slackjawed yokel T-shirt. It literally says I'm a slackjawed yokel, which you can find at tpublic.com/slash/bacon-sale. Oh, there we go. Good promotion. So, uh, why did you choose that shirt? Uh, because I'm a big fan of of Captain America specifically, and mm. and of the MCU well, who generally. Mm. I mean, generally, okay. There, there's there's a few that I'm like really, but like 17 of them. Is that what well, you want to say? I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be as harsh. I, I wouldn't be as harsh. But you as, all, I know you also worked at a Hollywood video back in the day, and that does give you some legitimacy. So maybe you like some real films as well. Uh, yeah, Please. yeah. In fact, uh, I, I, Memento has, has been one of my Love favorites Memento. since it came out. I was nice. like, how do you do it backwards with a twist ending? Well. I don't know. Christopher Nolan Kent, does. Kent is yeah. having so many conflicting feelings about you right now because <laughs> you said you love Captain America and one of a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. I'm still confused about the intro of this show. So <laughs> it was, okay. anyways, why were you confused about something you said? Yeah. But people get as confused Unbelievable. All the time. Yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, but also, Stephen, uh, we also have some questions for you that we ask of every guest that comes on the show. Okay. I'm going to ask these to you in rapid fire succession. Okay. Uh, just give the first answer that comes to your mind. Don't think about it too much. Even if you haven't seen one of the options, you can always just make a guess and make one of us happy. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, yes, I was born ready. Okay. Which is better, Karate Kid 1 or Karate Kid 2? Karate Kid 1. Yes. Which is worse, Star Wars Episode 1 or Star Wars Episode 2? Episode 1. Yeah, okay. Mm. Here we go. Do you rate movies using stars or letter grades? If I must, it would be letter grades. Mm-hmm. And you must. Which is the more America movie, Rocky Four or Independence Day? Rocky Four, simply because it's all America. Yeah. It's beating <laughs> the Russians. Russia. Yeah, yeah, but he's beating the on Russians Christmas on their home territory. <laughs> With a robot, America. Uh, is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? It's a Halloween movie. Oh. Buffy or X-Files? My firstborn son is named Xander, so it's got to be Buffy. <laughs> this is going Although well? I do like X-Files. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely Buffy. great. Uh, Lord of the Rings or Star Wars? <sighs> Star Wars. Okay. Which is more Christmassy, Die Hard or Lethal Weapon? Die Hard. People just don't know. He does. Uh, Phantom of the Opera or Les Miserables? Phantom. Okay. Okay. And Labyrinth or NeverEnding Story? NeverEnding Story. Uh, I, I think Kent. I think you edged out that one. Yeah, I paid him some money before the show. I knew it. Well, of course he's discount Jacob, so he's going to agree with you most of the time anyway. <laughs> just oh, how it works. I love this. The Jacob verse. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, 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 no. I'm Jacob sorry. I even brought that up. So, uh, like, like you said, the, the intro at the beginning, people get our voices mixed up all the time here on the show. We apologize; they sound so similar. Yes. But uh, I did that little impersonation of Kent. Because what are we talking about today? <laughs> what do we call you this morning? Or uh, Stephen. 
Well, no, we could call him Steven too, but he okay. wanted to be called like, uh, what was it? Thrift Shop Steve or Thrift Shop Jacob. Discount, whatever. Discount Jacob. What are we talking about today, Steven? Oh, we're talking about actors or actresses. I guess the, the political term is now just actors who um, can don't be get political on Bacon Cell. Yeah, be we can't as do that. politically incorrect as you want, but okay, be family I'll friendly. cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> so people that, can, uh, that, that are... Basically interchangeable for most people. Uh, you know, you talk about uh, a, a bill giving speech as a president, and you're like, okay, which one was he? Which bill was that? Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like you know, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. You get them mixed up all the time. <laughs> yeah, they're twins <laughs> because basically. they're twins. Uh, these these are doppelgangers. These are celebrity doppelgangers. We're going to be talking about today. This is going to be similar to our episode 106 Twitter winner that we did back in May wow. of 2017. That's nuts. And so we're going to take these uh, different matchups. We're going to explain who's who, and then we are going to declare who's the better doppelganger in this celebrity matchup mix-up. Celebrity mix-up matchup. Have you made all your choices, or are you just No, no, go? no. I, I got facts. I have 14 pages of notes. But uh, and when you say better, is it just kind of generally better, maybe better personality, someone we'd rather see in a movie, for I, example? Maybe. I think it could depend on the battle. Okay. <clears throat> I'm fine with because that. Because some may be better here, some may be better there, but... And then it becomes bacon science. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It becomes fact. Well, and I think it's it's better on a case by case basis because uh, you know individuals are different. So it's true. And so if Kent and I agree, then the celebrity who we vote for it automatically becomes the better one, according to <laughs> officially. Fact. And then if we don't agree, Stephen here is going to have to break the tie. Okay. Are you ready? Are you, are are you, you ready, ready for this, Stephen? Oh, I, I'm I'm 100 ready. All right. Okay. Let's, let's dim so the lava. Please go through the match. Let's dim the lava lamps here in the baking cave. Um. Okay, so for our first matchup, we have Michael Sarah versus Jesse Eisenberg. Dude, now, I want to ask this each time, but because we had a list. I went out online and pulled a whole big list of a bunch of different celebrities that people have said they get mixed up, and then Kent and I voted for them. Yeah. This is when we both said we get mixed up sometimes. Uh, I mean, I don't, but I can see why people would. I think you and I see so many movies that we don't get mixed up on any of these. Sometimes I do. In fact, there was a couple here where I was like, I listed uh, one of the movies I thought they were in, and mm-hmm. then I went, wait, no, no, that's the other one, and I caught myself doing it. And there are sh- some shared movies. Maybe we can go into that as well that's as we go weird. through the matchups. There were a lot of crossover here. Yeah. So Michael Sarah, Jesse Eisenberg, I think it's mannerisms, really. It's the awkwardness of both. They're both kind of lanky, curly hair. And they both have, nerds. like, yeah, curly hair, like the weird afro thing, white kid <laughs> afro thing going on. And they're both very S- nervous at the same soft-spoken, time. Soft-spoken, yes. mumbly. Uh, so Michael Sarah, uh, he's from Arrested Development as George Michael, Scott mm. Pilgrim versus the World, Juno. And then you get Jesse Eisenberg, who's like, in The Social Network, Zombieland, The Village, Rio. And he was like a villain in some movie that we don't want really to talk Batman about. Batman v Superman, Ultimate oh, Cut, yeah. and Adventureland as well. Don't forget about that. Oh, yeah, Adventureland. That was a good one, yeah, too. And Now You See Me Too, which should have been called Now You Don't. So this this is a difficult one for me because they both have movies I like. Because I I, I mean, I love George Michael and Arrested Development. But Zombieland, you I mean the really first three enjoy. seasons, right? Yes, definitely. That's yeah. that's what we say when we say Rest of <laughs> Development. Some fun facts. I have little fun facts about some of these characters. Uh, Sarah, Michael Sarah, is actually a musician. He had an album out. He played for on a on a Weezer album. He actually played the mandolin and backing vocals. Let's be honest. Is that really an accolade at <laughs> <It> this <is>. <laughs> point, <laughs> Joel? Michael Sarah also uh, he got interested in acting acting after watching Ghostbusters repeatedly when he was sick when he was three years old. I think it that was. And he memorized all the dialogue of Bill Murray and idolized him. So did you. That doesn't make you famous. I know, but then he became <laughs> an actor because of it. And his first gig, a Pillsbury commercial. Would you call him an actor? He got to poke the Pillsbury Doughboy in the Aww. belly. <laughs> Would you, wait, so you just see his finger? Or he no, was he, no it's a whole it? thing. It's a whole thing. He looks like Dewey from Malcolm in the Middle. 
It's on, it's online. You can find it. Michael Sarah Pillsbury commercial, but it's like a cookie dough monster and everything. He also uh, hosted Saturday Night Live in a famously untelevised episode. What? Did they cut it? It was during the writer's strike, so they couldn't air it. So they ended up doing a live performance of that show. So it never aired. Or just no one came to see it because it's Michael Sarah. Are you bashing on Michael Sarah this of early? Of course right. I am. Tout the, the wonders of Jesse Eisenberg. Well, this is almost... I, I'm not saying... Eisenberg has a lot of bad roles. Like I mentioned the Now You See Me sequel. And there, both of these actors have you know, a little sequel? bit lower status. I think the first movie has its charm. And all old dads out there love Now You See Me. <laughs> Like it's such a dad oh, no. movie. Yeah. Well, what are you? What are you trying to say? No. <laughs> do, you, do you love now? You see me. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I'm an old dad. That doesn't count. <laughs> it does count because I just stereotyped and it was true. All right. Okay, I'll give you. That. So I think Eisenberg would actually kind of go because he seems like a very meticulous actor, a method actor, if you will. And I think it would drive him crazy to know that Michael Sarah was being compared to him. Almost, it would almost be funny. They got to get it all the time, though. You think? Yeah. But by the way, uh, Jesse Eisenberg was not the first star in his family. His sister, uh, Hallie Kate Eisenberg, is actually the Pepsi girl. Remember that cur- cute yeah. little curly-haired, curly Sue girl that was in those commercials uh, like back in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. late 90s, I think it was? That's his sister. I had no idea. His other sister, by the way, Carrie, uh, ran a vegetarianism and animal rights-based children's theater troupe. That sounds like fun. I'm confused. There were a lot of things there. Uh, And Jesse Eisenberg is very talented. He started writing screenplays at 16, and some were actually optioned by major studios. Really? And in 2001, he appeared in a uh, Dr. Pepper commercial as, quote, butt naked boy. (laughs) (laughs) I love these facts of yours. (laughs) And he actually did host an on-air version of Silent Live in 2011. Yeah, because people wanted to see it. But his performance as Lex Luthor got him a Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Supporting Actor. Yeah, those are really incredible, aren't they? Those yeah, Razzies. It just shows that, you know, people may not like him as much as you do, Kim. Uh, honestly, I mean, look, he was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actor. The, the guy is in the social network. Kent, Batman v Superman or Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Zack Snyder or Edgar Wright? Wow. That's what you're choosing between right now. Yep. What are you choosing? Batman v Superman. You're choosing Jesse Eisenberg? It's, it's a better movie. But that, uh, but I love Scott Pilgrim. Don't get me wrong. I think the editing in that movie is brilliant. But I do enjoy. I, I don't really like Michael Sarah in the movie. Backing you, up right now. Really? Yeah, I think it could have been much better. Because it was just Michael Sarah. He oh, That's all he does. Whereas I think Eisenberg plays Sirius very well. And it can also have great comedic timing, as we've seen in Zombieland. And I'm going to go... The thing is, I'm going to go with Michael Sarah on this one. Simply because... His body of work as George Michael highly entertained me. And then he did Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, where he was a different he was also, character. He was like a peppy and George Michael. And Juno, I also like. But you yeah. like Juno? I think he did a good job in Juno. Another George Michael character. But here's the thing about Jesse Eisenberg. I would vote for him because I really like the social network in Zombieland. Have you seen Adventureland? Yeah. He was yeah. good in that, too. You don't, oh, okay. Kristen Stewart kind of dragged it down. Well, sure. Um, but... I cannot stand him as Lex Luthor. And so I'm voting for Michael Sarah as an so anti... So the one role you don't like... Yes, it, it ruined... Uh, Jesse Eisenberg for me. Oh, see, I, obviously, I really like the role. I thought he, he was having quite a bit Lex of fun Luther. with it. Hashtag not my Lex Luthor. Yeah, neither is Kevin Spacey anymore. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so that looks like it's going to go here, too. The problem is, I I got to go Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Uh, I mean, think the about it. See me, right? Okay. No, no, it's 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 the double tap. I mean, yeah, come on, tap. who doesn't right. do that? I mean, it's really memorable, whereas, you know, I, I, I too, love George Michael, but... And I gotta go with. Ken. And then you see, I know it's and little, then you see Nick and Nora's infinite playlist, and you go, okay, I'm done. 
I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm okay with that win. Okay. So there you go. All right. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg is the better doppelganger. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's going to be a so long show. The, yeah, the, we got to go faster. The next one is Josh Duhamel versus Timothy Oliphant. So Josh Duhamel, Jolie, you might be able to get into these, but I want to go the movies that everyone knows. Like When a Date with Tad Hamilton was probably the big break for him. That was his first major Because he was in soap operas before that. Yeah, he was on All My Children. And then also he got a huge break for action movies that made a ton of money with Transformers. And then he's been in scattered ones of those. I think one, two, and five is what he's, he's been in. He was in The Last Night, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Which was six, wasn't it? I don't even know. I don't know. Does it matter? And no, then you have, it really and, doesn't. And also, he's famous for being married to Fergie. Was married to Fergie. Oh, oh. They filed for divorce in June of 2019. Oh, what a heartbreak. What and a heartbreak. He also owns a restaurant in North Dakota, an up food uh, steak and ribs and seafood place. Okay, maybe I want to vote for him now. But, but then the, you've but, got... Well, okay. So here's the thing. Timothy Oliphant, who's from uh, Justified, Scream 2, Live for Your Die Hard. My name is Earl. He was in the office for a couple episodes. Timothy Oliphant. Uh, Oliphant. I always say his name like that. I don't know why. Oliphant, Oliphant. like in Lord of the Rings. Uh, Range? He ha- he's known for his teeth, and yet Josh Duhamel is the dentist. He went. Josh Duhamel went to dental school and dropped out just before he graduated, but then he went back and got his degree in 2005. Really? So he could technically work on your teeth, and then Timothy Oliphant could work on you with his teeth. The guy could <laughs> gnaw <laughs> on your bones with those giant chompers. And both these guys, they're, they're silver foxes, right? I think this is the battle of the silver fox. Yeah. And with great smiles, more or less, because I do think Timothy Oliphant has a great smile. Yeah. Great and terrible yeah. smile, but still. Well, it's like a shark. It's like smiles. Yes. You're like, oh, it's scary, but cool. Yeah, but I think uh, Josh Duhamel kind of gets lost in a crowd, whereas once you see Timothy Oliphant, like, you're never going to forget that guy. Well, in Timothy Oliphant, his personality in Justified, I, Jacob's not even here. I, do we have anyone here that can tout the amazingness of Justified? Because I've only seen a couple episodes. And Deadwood as well. If yes, you haven't seen Deadwood, well. it's yeah. amazing. I also think he was hilarious in My Name is Earl, but that's a different, that's just a cameo thing. But he's a comp- he was a competitive swimmer, by the way, and he was actually offered the starring role for a character named Dominic Toretto. Oh, in the, another film called Redline, but which later changed to The Fast and the Furious. That would have been different. Mm. But he stepped away from that role, giving it to Vin Diesel. Then later on, he started Hitman, and he actually took over the role from Vin Diesel. So apparently, there's a Vin Diesel Timothy Oliphant comparison. Uh, I think out Vin there, Diesel kind of won out on that one. Yeah, uh, but I've got to give this one to Timothy Oliphant. I think he's the better actor. I think he's got the better movies, and I think he's the one who scares me more. So I want to vote for him so he won't hurt me. Yeah. So it's Timothy Oliphant. Sorry, Stephen, you don't get a vote. Oh, but it would have been a clean sweep. Okay, there yeah. you go. And we hope you are at home right now looking up these people to compare them, because otherwise this is going to be a weird show for you. Okay, so we're on to the next one. Uh, Jessica Chastain versus Bryce Dallas Howard. Jessica so, Chastain yeah. from The Help, Zero Dark Thirty, Tree of Life, Interstellar, Molly's Game, and then... Bryce Dallas Howard from The Help. The Village, Jurassic <laughs> World, Breaking Dawn, and 50-50. And Spider-Man 3, and, oh, yeah. and Pete's Dragon, Twilight Saga, Eclipse. So, uh, yeah, the Twilight movies, we don't we don't want to mention those, though, because it may not help her case very much. I put a good and bad on these. Yeah, yeah. So Bryce Dallas Howard, she is the niece of Clint Howard. Just thought that was quite notable. And the daughter of Ron <laughs> Howard. The director of Ron Howard. Sure. Her godfather is Henry Winkler, the Fonz. And also she's... Uh, she was babysat by Tom Cruise multiple times. She's remained good friends with Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, and Topher Grace. And has no sense of smell. Bryce Dallas Howard doesn't yeah. have a sense of smell? Mm. Is that in her favor? I feel bad for her. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a pity vote, maybe. 
but there's Jessica Chastain who has kind of more of the body work, right? She is a definite. I mean, she's got. Didn't she kind of get her breakthrough in the Veronica the Mars? Well, she she was in Veronica Mars. Her so she's had kind of a weird career because she was trying her best to get into the the industry and bit roles here and there. And then in 2011, she had six releases. Wow, six releases in 2011. Most of her popular ones came out of that. So she had a really good year, and then she became a superstar. Yeah, she won the Best Actress for Zero Dark Thirty at that time. And she's going to be playing Beverly Marsh in the It Chapter 2 as well. Yeah, which I think is poor, poor casting. You think so? Yeah, because the girl looks exactly like Amy Adams. That's a whole other matchup. It's a whole other matchup, (laughs) and that will show up. But she's in Interstellar, obviously. That kind of has my draw, but I also think she was not good in Interstellar. She's two Academy Award nominations. She was named. They were both in the help. Yeah. So she she was named PETA's. Uh, so this is 2012. PETA, uh, the sexiest vegetarian in the world. <laughs> so um, and, Oh, Jessica Chastain is also married to an Italian count. So I'm going to get my vote on this one. Gianluca Passi did Pepolus. So this is going to go contradictory to how I vote the rest of the show. And I'll admit that. So I think Jessica Chastain has the acting chops. But I would never want to hang out with her. I don't think she knows how to have a good time. There's not much charisma there. She wins the Battle of Talent, but I want to be friends with Bryce Dallas Howard. We're not doing being friends with her. Who's the better one? Bryce Dallas Howard, because we're buddies. <sighs> See, and I'm going to have a hard time here because I agree. Bryce Dallas Howard seems more personable. Yes. Jessica Chastain. She seemed like the well, weird, she, underwritten alien in Dark Phoenix. But she's had a, <laughs> get a really rough upbringing. In fact, she's very closed off about her personal life as a kid because... Basically, uh, her home life was was not good growing up. Oh, so she stays away from that. Also, have we mentioned the song "I Am Not Jessica Chastain"? Yeah. Have you seen this YouTube video? If yeah. you haven't, go look it up. Bryce Dallas Howard and Jessica Chastain singing "I Am Not Jessica Chastain." I believe it's lip syncing, but at the same time, they're both kind of in on the joke, which is great. And I enjoyed that. Yeah. But Jessica Chastain, he she's not into the Hollywood scene either. Like she likes to, she says she prefers uh, dog walking and playing ukulele rather than partying. She seems like a very down-to-earth person, and I think her body of work may be better. more powerful performances, so I'm going to go with Jessica Chastain. Okay, and I'm going to go Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, so, I'm to you, Stephen. Going to have to go with Jessica Chastain. Uh, oh, Clint Howard sorry, is going to be Bryce. so disappointed. He's staring in our window right now. Ah, he probably is. Okay, so our next one is going to be, uh, as you mentioned, Amy Adams versus Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher from Now You See Me, Wedding Crashers, The Great Gatsby, Scooby-Doo, and Hot Rod. And Amy Adams from Man of Steel, BVS, Arrival. Of course you say Man of Steel first. <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Enchanted, Catch Me If You Can, and American Hustle. And Talladega Nights. And Talladega Nights, yeah, exactly. She was in that one. And The Muppets. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And these two and are the actually... They ha- yeah, they have all these jokes where they're actually recognized as each other and they play it off like isla fisher did an interview where someone called her amy adams and she just went with it she's like i'm tired of pretending well lady gaga is actually like oh i i love you in american hustle that was such a good movie she's like yeah i know it was one of my favorite roles and then amy adams walked into the same party she's like i I just i had to run away i couldn't even i couldn't even face up to it yeah yeah so it's it's great and also sasha baron cohen put amy and we said this in a previous show but he cut out a picture of amy adams face like photoshopped it onto a, a Christmas card with the family yeah. and sent it out to everybody. No one noticed. Nobody, nobody <laughs> wow. noticed. So this one's, this one's going to be difficult for you, Kent, because I'm going to bring this up. What's your heritage? Jewish. And? English? A, what? Latter-day Saint. Oh, Latter-day Saint. There you go. 
Uh, not heritage, but more so. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, from that side of the family. But sure. Isla Fisher uh, converted to Judaism in 2010 when she married Sasha Baron Cohen mm-hmm. and uh, took on the name Ayala, uh, the Hebrew word for dough, and she keeps the Jewish Sabbath. Amy Adams was raised as a Mormon until her parents divorced in 1985 and left the church. She says that she doesn't have strong religious, religious beliefs now, but she appreciates the upbringing that taught her love and compassion. So, Kent, this is between the Jew and the Mormon. <laughs> wow, this Your is two a sides are clashing together. I don't know who what are you picking? Do here. The, I know who you're picking. The guilt is coming from both sides. I will say this before I give my actual vote. I, I already know who you're picking. Isla Fisher is hilarious. She is. She really saves funny. even bad movies like Tag. She is so funny. One of my favorite comedians, to be honest with you, in comedies. Right. Do you like comedies? Very few. Mm. Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. Like is a relative word. Wedding Crashers is funny. And she's great in it. But Amy Adams has the vote alone because this woman deserves every Oscar ever made. Because she's And has playing. never got one. She's it's, got six Academy Award nominations. It's crazy. Six Academy Award nominations. She's like the new Meryl Streep, which also comes from the show. She was in with Meryl Streep in the movie, wasn't she? In Julie and Julia? Yeah, she was. Yeah, that's kind of the movie that ruined Amy Adams. I, I know it did, but she's an amazing actress. I mean, her performance in Arrival alone, if that's the only movie she'd ever been in, she would win this category. So it's Amy Adams. Because she's Lois Lane. I said Arrival. Because she's Lois Lane. But she is Lois Lane. If anyone in, in this category is going to be in any of the Enchanted, Joel. movies. Enchanted. Of course I'm voting for Amy okay. Adams. Okay. <laughs> Because I know we both really like Isla Fisher. It's because I like the range of Amy Adams where she can play, you know, these very serious roles like in Arrival. But then she's in The Muppets being goofy and yeah. fun. Talladega Nights, I forget she's in that. And then I'm like, oh, she's hilarious in that. And she's not at all Lois Lane, but at least she, she is the Lois Lane, the smartest there. Lois Lane. She's not Margot Kidder. Yeah. Who? Nobody wants to be. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so Amy Adams is the better doppelganger. Yeah. I, but Isla Fisher, I agree. Absolutely hilarious. Amazing. Would be awesome to hang out with. Steven, do you have a vote on that one? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going with you guys again. Amy Adams all the way. It's Yeah. And and again, I I, so she, I do enjoy it. Let's face it. If if you're in a comedy and it's good enough for Kenny to enjoy a comedy, <laughs> you yes. got something going on. So, so Amy Adams has finally won an award. Oh, a big award. There you yeah. go, Amy. There we go. Clean sweep. Okay, so the next one is Katy Perry versus Zoe Dale Chanel. Uh, Katy Perry from How I Met Your Mother, The Smurfs, and Zoolander 2. And Zoe Deschanel from 500 Days of Summer, New Girl, and Elf. Yep. And The Happening. Yeah. And And Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. The Happening. I think she was in Almost Famous, too, wasn't she? Maybe. Uh, So this is a weird matchup because Katy Perry isn't necessarily an actress. But if you look at them side by side, they look pretty similar. And then if you put a silver bob on them, they look like Paula Deen. (laughs) (laughs) So Paula Dean. So gets Katy the Perry. Win. Do you guys know Katy Perry's real name? Catherine. Mm. Catherine Elizabeth Hudson. Oh. But she changed her name to not to avoid any confusion with Kate Hudson, the actress. Okay. So yeah, she's she's Katie Hudson. She started uh, work as a gospel in gospel music when she was a teenager, and she holds four Guinness World Records. Four. Four. Uh, I think it's like most Twitter followers and highest earning or something like that. Like, oh, so not cool ones like, no, it's not you like, know, like juggling. Most backflips in an hour. Or, or longest like fingernails. But she's one of the best-selling <laughs> musical artists of all time. Her net worth is $125 million, or it was in 2016. Did you ever read past the first four pages in a Guinness book? I, I was always like, you know, the, the world's largest people, yeah. shortest people, longest, longest fingernails. fingernails. Yeah. 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 That was all good stuff. Yeah. Uh, by the way, she was very, she was going to be a very, very kind of uh, sheltered household. Yeah. Her... <laughs> Her and her siblings were not allowed to eat the cereal Lucky Charms 
as the word luck reminded their mother of Lucifer's. Lucifer. <laughs> wow. And they had to call deviled eggs angeled eggs. <laughs> I, w- I wonder what she thinks of her now. Uh, yeah. Angeled eggs. But Zoe Deschanel, she is also a musician. She is in the band She and Him. Yeah. Uh, which I like a couple of their songs. Very quirky, very fun. Which would you say you could l- actually listen to? Between Katy Perry, Perry or She and Him? I listen to both. They're actually both on my playlist. Really? Katy yeah. Perry is? Yeah. What song? You're hot and you're cold. You're yes and you're okay. no. Mm. All right. Firework is great. Come on. Great. Her older sister, yeah. Emily Deschanel, is in the show Bones, which some people don't realize they're related, but they are. Yeah. And she's also allergic to eggs, dairy, soy, and wheat. She's allergic to angel eggs? Apparently. I think that's a weakness right <laughs> there. Zoe Deschanel. All right, Kent, go. Well, look, someone was in 500 Days of Summer and <laughs> seems like an actual decent person, and that's Zoe Deschanel. I do not like Katy Perry. I'm sorry. Uh, I like Katy Perry, but I'm still going to vote for Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. So yeah. finger boop. Boop. Why are we just booping on that one? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because we'll I think it's the last time we'll agree. You think so? I don't know. I don't know. Next one up is is, is Zach Braff versus <laughs> Dak Shepard. Now, my okay. wife. Don't you just love them both? When I mentioned uh, Zach Braff versus Dak Shepard to my wife, she was like, they don't look anything alike. And then I pulled up a picture of them when they had face swapped with each other. They yeah. used the app to face swap. They don't look any different. No, they don't. Zach, Dak Shepard has lighter hair, right? He's more yes. blonde-ish. Oh, we should clarify. Zach, uh, Zach Braff from Scrubs, Garden State, and Chicken Little. Yep, and Dak Shepard from Punked and Chips. Zathura, Without a Paddle, Employee of the Month, Parenthood. Okay. <laughs> People watch Parenthood, okay. I guess. And Zathura is pretty good. This is going to be an easy vote for me. Uh, it's because Zach Braff is the ninth cousin of 2012 Republican <laughs> presidential nominee Mitt Romney <laughs> that I'm going to say Zach Braff. <laughs> Or just the fact that I really like Scrubs, and I can't think of a single thing that I really like Dak Shepard in. No, uh, so I think I think Dak Shepard he has a very punchable face. He, he, does. he seems like you're 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 like <laughs> that's junior why he was high. Unpunked. Yeah, exactly. Like he seems like your junior high buddy's like older brother that like always used to pants you. Not a personal <laughs> story, but and, Dak Shepard used to pants you. Is yeah, he's admitting right now. <laughs> uh, and Zach Braff, I think he tries right now a little bit too hard. He doesn't really have the creativity he had in like the mid two thousands. No, for example, did, did you see his? Uh, I mean, you saw Garden State. Yeah, of wish you were here. Was his follow up that what he was, did? What was the one with the old men? Oh yes, I did see that. The one he directed. Bank, yeah, he directed the it had Alan Arkin and Morgan Freeman. In yeah, it. it's like bank robbers. I can't remember the name. It's of it. really bad. It wasn't bad. It was just forgettable. Like I yeah. watched it, I was like, Meh. yeah, and you think? Yeah. Away. Why I bother? Even, I can't even remember the name right now. But he is JD. So he has JD from Scrubs. Yes. Yeah. Zach Braff? Zach Braff. There we go. Zach Braff it is. Another agreement. All right. The next one up is, and I don't know how to say Anna's last name. Gasteyer. Gasteyer? Yeah. Anna Gasteyer and Catherine Hahn. So Anna Gasteyer from Saturday Night Live. Uh, from, from 1996 to 2012. 2002. Is it 2002? That's what I had here. Yeah. IMDb lies. I don't know. You might have it right. I just uh. wrote it down. And then also she was the mom in Mean Girls. And that's about it? Uh, basically. I know. I saw the same thing, butter. actually. So with uh, Catherine Hahn, she's in Into the Spider-Verse. She plays Doc Ock in that one. Yep. Uh, in The Visit, she's the mom. Tomorrowland, Bad Words, Anchorman, Legend of Ron she's Burgundy. She's always saying side characters in that yes. one. And, but well, the reason I recognized her the most is because she is Jennifer Barkley from Parks and Rec. Yeah. She's the campaign manager for Bobby Newport, who's played oh, by Paul Rudd. Oh, my god! Yeah. But these See, two... This, that's why I say these things. So you can even though Anna Gasteyer has been in less, they look exactly the same. They really do. And it's kind of... I keep getting them flip-flopped. Uh, by the way, Anna Gasteyer did actually... I mean, her impression of Martha Stewart is hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. On Saturday Night Live. Uh, but then also, she actually did the role of Elphaba in Wicked for a while. Really? Yeah. 
It's so, a good singing voice as well. Yeah. It's a really tough role. Now, this is a more difficult one for me because neither one of these I'm like, oh, I love that role. But both of them I enjoy. Right. So I'm going to go first on this one, Ken, if you don't mind. Go for it. And I'm going to say Anna Gasteyer only because I kept thinking Catherine Hahn was Anna Gasteyer. I didn't know who Catherine, wa- what Catherine Hahn was independently of herself. Okay. I kept being like, oh, yeah, it's the girl from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, she's hilarious. See, and I, you know, I've seen the face as a character actor in many movies, and they're actually recognizable movies. Mean Girls is the only one Gasteyer has. But she was on Saturday Night Live for eight years. Yeah, but no, it's like this bit years. player is someone that may appear on Martha an episode. Stewart, Celine Dion. I just watched a skit with her today. with the. the because you Googled her name and looked it up. No, it was one that popped up in my feed. And she yeah. was hilarious in it. But I think, like, Catherine Hahn, if you've seen Bad Words with Jason Bateman, like, it's a pretty crass movie, but she steals the entire movie. So it's pretty great. Also, she's in Anchorman and Into the Spider-Verse and The Visit, which is... Isn't Catherine Hahn, like, all the bad moms movies? Yes. That's, that's... No, actually, I don't know on that one. Yeah, Google it. But The Visit was Shyamalan's return to fame for just a little bit. And even being in that movie, that's worth the vote right there. So you're voting for... Catherine Hahn. Yep, she's in Bad Moms, Kent. You just okay. voted for Bad Moms. That's fine. That was a smash success. And then even Are you Bad sure Moms you're Christmas. okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay. Cause uh Which way are you going, Steven? Yeah, I'm going I'm going Catherine Hahn. Your heart really I seemed figured, into either vote. I figured you were <laughs> discount Jacob. <laughs> voting with Kent. So what you need to say when you play Jake is, you know, I don't really know who these people are. And I don't think the listener does yet. It does either. I oh, think the show's okay. terrible. And uh, <laughs> I've never seen any of these movies. That's which exa- spot on. <laughs> which is, good. I mean, come on. Isn't that seen the Goonies? Yeah. Isn't Goonies that crazy? Isn't that crazy? And he's like, I don't know if I ever want to. And I'm like, it's a, yeah. I wonder if he's it's seen problem, Mean man. Girls. I literally watched Mean Girls this last weekend with he, my I guess, kids. Sorry, he lives Mean yeah. Girls, actually. Yeah, he's just one of the mean girls. <laughs> he's one of the mean girls. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's jump to the next match. Okay. Um, the next next up, we have uh, Zoe Saldana and Thaddy Newton. Tandy Newton. Tandy. Yes. Zoe Saldana from Avatar, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War. Pirates 1. Star Trek. My Little Pony the movie. Oh, well, how could I forget that? Oh, I know. And then Tandy Newton from Mission Impossible 2, Crash, Pursuit of Happiness, and Solo, A Star Wars Story. And oh, and Westworld. Westworld. Yes, I, Westworld. Westworld, I would say, Don't forget about Truth About Charlie. Oh, stop that. Wow. Stop. Oh, what wait, you, you did forget about it? That's, good, 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 That's good. the first time that's ever been mentioned on this show. Uh, probably the last time, too. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it Deservedly there. Deservedly so. So, Tandy Newton, Joel, I know you haven't seen Westworld yet, but no. she is the shining... I've seen the movie Westworld. Yeah, totally different. Yeah. She is the shining star of the show. And I've heard that. Like, she is great. And Zoe Saldana, I used to get these two mixed up mm-hmm. until Zoe Saldana became a household name. Right. Because she What do you became, think it was that made her the household name? It was Gamora. Yeah. Gamora made her a household name where everyone's kind of like, oh, her. I know her. And now Tandy Newton. I bet it used to kind of be kind of 50-50 who got mixed up for who. But now I bet Tandy Newton all the time gets, oh, you're Zoe Saldana, aren't you? Right. But Zoe Saldana, by the way, she was actually in the Britney Spears vehicle crossroads she was apparently what? i've seen it but she uh, is yes, the yeah. second highest grossing film actress of all time you guys want to guess who's number one i have no idea scarlett johansson oh it's because of the marvel cinematic universe they're getting all this wow. money uh i she, wish it was like maggie smith her films have collectively grossed more than four billion worldwide because she was an avatar and then all the mcu movies she's in the two biggest films of all time box office 
That's that's legendary status. That's the, someone said the secret formula to making a very uh, successful movie is put soy salt on it and paint her skin. <laughs> yeah, See, it, it seems wrong, but it's worked out she's so blue well. She's blue in Avatar and she's green in Guardians of the Galaxy. Which uh, is probably a fail for Star Trek because they didn't have her green. Yeah, she's just Uhura in there. So yeah. regular Uhura. But the best Uhura, I'd say. <laughs> just trying to Michelle take Nichols, just trying to wherever take you are, <laughs> you're not going to give any people. love to Michelle Nichols. <laughs> I'm just trying to take off certain <laughs> listeners right now. And I remember the name. Everyone remember that. Uh, Newton was actually, uh, Tandy Newton was appointed as the officer of the Order of the British Empire. So she's OBE in, in England over there. Yeah. She's pretty important. She may be the better actress. But I think Maybe. Saldana is actually has what she needs for like action movies. Tandy Newt was also in Norbit, one of the worst movies ever made. I retract my statement. And Run, Fat Boy, Run, one of the worst Simon, Simon Pegg movies out yeah, there. Yeah, watch that one. So, yeah, I'm going. I'm going Zoe Saldana on this one. Me too. We need Not to stop because she's left-handed, but because she's oh, awesome. she's left-handed. Actually, Tandy no, Newt. No, <laughs> Zoe Saldana. Yeah, Tandy Newton. No, Stephen, make the choice. Okay, Zoe no. Saldana. Yeah, okay. okay, we just had to disagree. <laughs> Okay, next up, Jeffrey Dean Morgan versus Javier Bardem. Jeffrey Dean Morgan from Watchmen, The Walking Dead, uh, and Supernatural, and nothing else. Batman Wait. versus Superman. Oh, that too. Watchmen. Did you say that one? I did say Watchmen. You were too busy thinking about Batman v Superman. I was. He's <laughs> an uncredited role of Thomas Wayne. He barely is in Batman v Superman. It's critical. Like, Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. Is that a third? Skyfall. That is the third actor from Batman v Superman we've discussed already. Yeah. Oh, wow. Jesse Eisenberg, Amy Adams, and now... Uh, I, there may be more. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, Skyfall. He, he definitely, he is a great Let villain. Let the Skyfall. <laughs> One of Joel's favorite movies of all time. <laughs> One of my favorite themes. Yeah, that too. And, and No Country for Old Men. You cannot forget about that role. In fact... Maybe no one else has, because what else has he really done that's been Jack Sparrow, great? Jack he was in Pirates of the Caribbean. Was he? Dead Which one? Hotels. Transformers The Last and Night? Mother. Oh, Mother! Mother! Yeah, he was, which no one saw, except for me. Right. So, Joel, what do you think on this one? This this is kind of interesting, because No Country for Old Men, His uh, Javier Bardem's performance as Anton Chigurh in No Country for Old Men. He won the Oscar, right? Horrifying. Yeah, horrifying. He, won, well, he won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. But I do feel like he's a bit like wrapped up in himself. Like I was reading when I read up on these actors, it made me like a lot of them less. And he's one of them where I'm like, dude, just calm down on yourself. Like, right? for example, it's just that he's like, he's always talking about how it's art and how film is art mm. and how acting is art. And I'm doing art. Well, he's got the Spanish passion about yes. it, right? Yes. But he's got, uh, he's got three Academy Award nominations under his belt. So the guy definitely has what it takes to act. But then you get Jeffrey Dean Morgan and the dude. Most of his work has been on television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, there was one time when he was working on three television series at one time. He was doing Supernatural, Grey's Anatomy, and Weeds, which is impressive. It's funny that he is Negan on The Walking Dead, and that's kind of the point where people stopped watching, even though they should have stopped watching about it, seven seasons earlier. Was building up to that. Like Negan was a huge villain in the comics. Because he is one of the most likable character actors on TV. He's really likable. Like like just you the, see his you charisma, see and you're like, oh, this is a great guy. And then he's Negan, but that's who's a really point. terrible Negan person. Negan is charismatic. It's that's why true. people follow him. And if you haven't seen him on Supernatural, like it's just fun to see him, like an actor of that status, be on the first season of a CW show. But honestly, his role as the comedian and Watchmen is the one that sells it for me. Mm-hmm. I think oh, he is yeah. absolutely great in that as a detestable man. And yeah. for that... A detestable, likable man. It's that weird, exactly. weird balance there. Like, I'm sorry, friendo. I think that role was great <laughs> for Javier Bardem. Exactly. Call it. But this is, this is, for me, it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan because... I've seen him in more, and I'd care to watch him in more, and I'd believe him in any kind of performance. 
Reading about Jeffrey Dean Morgan made me like him more. Reading about Javier Bardem made me like him less. I'm choosing Jeffrey Dean Morgan. All right, let's well. finger boop on that. There finger we go. boop. So Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Son. Okay, and now we have uh, Robert De Niro versus Dustin Hoffman. Now, you didn't agree with this one, Kent. You didn't vote for this one. No. Uh, but this is one because where... Because they don't look anything alike. But it's, this is the one where they don't necessarily look alike, but the body of work... Mm-hmm. In fact, we could add Al Pacino in here yeah. as well, because Trifecta. Robert, oh, Robert yeah. De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, and Al Pacino, they get mixed up in my mind all the time. But uh, Robert De Niro from The Godfather 2, Cape Fear, Goodfellas, Taxi Driver, Deer Hunter, Raging Bull, The Untouchables... And Dustin Hoffman, you got those? Yeah. Hook, Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. <laughs> <laughs> and The Graduate. Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. I hated that one. Kung I know Fu you did. Panda. Uh, All the President's Men, Kramer versus Kramer, Tootsie, and, and Rain you, Man. And Rain you did Man. leave off Meet the Parents. And I did meet, off, meet the Parents. and uh, For Robert De Niro. Yeah. Well, because Robert De Niro and Dustin Hoffman were both in Meet the Fockers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And... Truthfully, these uh, they've these are legends that their careers have slipped away. These are these are people who peaked in the late seventies, early eighties, mm-hmm. and then have same with Al Pacino, right? Like that's exactly. exactly why you could be here. Exactly. So this is one where it, I go back and forth on this one because they both have roles that I respect, and they both are way too into themselves. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, <laughs> Robert De Niro was nicknamed Bobby Milk as a kid for his pallor. So is. Paller? He hung out with a group of street kids and they and they named him Bobby Milk. And his uh, stage debut was at the Robert De Niro's stage debut was at the age of 10 when he played the Cowardly Lion in a school production of The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> you talking to me? You you talking to me? <laughs> it's it's hard. I think with, I think without the benefit of Scorsese, I mean obviously Coppola who did Godfather 2 mm-hmm. really catapulted Robert De Niro, but the friendship with Scorsese has made Robert De Niro that legacy actor. True. Like one of the best bodies of work of all time. And so he gets my vote based on just the movies he's been in. I do enjoy, I'd probably rather watch Hook than Casino, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. But Casino is a better film. Heat is an amazing oh. movie that Dustin Hoffman is not in, contrary to popular belief. We, that's we Al Pacino. We really could do a Dustin Hoffman versus Al Pacino versus Robert De Niro show. That'd be great. Oh, Maybe when the Irishman uh, Irish comes yeah, out. Yeah, when or, that uh, one comes yeah, out. Scorsese. I feel bad for Dustin Hoffman, though, because he gets he gets slammed in kind of these backhanded compliments. Uh, when, he, when he told his family he wanted to be an actor, his Aunt Pearl warned him, you can't be an actor. You are not good looking enough. Oh. From his aunt. I mean, and she was right, harsh. though. Life magazine joked about Dustin Hoffman. If Dustin Hoffman's face were his fortune, he'd be committed to a life of poverty. Oh, man. And Joel, you're not a big fan of The Graduate, right? It's okay. I was, think it's overrated. I, I think I liked it because I watched it in film class in college. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, that was a really pivotal movie. Like that movie <laughs> said so much. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, they his debut on screen, another uh, screen, the film screenwriter, Buck Henry, said that Hoffman's character made conventional look, conventional good looks no longer necessary on screen. Wow. <laughs> How's that for a compliment? So, Stephen, we've been railing on Dustin Hoffman a little bit, but do you care for his body of work? I really like Rain Man. Yeah, Rain Man's Rain great. Man's fantastic. He got an Academy and, Award for that. And Tootsie, Dustin Hoffman did. Tootsie's Tootsie awesome. Yeah. I, it, it, so he can go serious. He can go funny, and and so really, it's, they both have two Academy Awards. I just looked at them. I but has De Niro done funny? He tries. Can you milk these? He uh, right, right. He's played <laughs> analyze the, this. He, he played the, analyze this. Uh, no Bullwinkle. So no, he can't. Rocky and Bullwinkle. He honestly I mean, cannot just, play funny. I mean, I think the funniest thing I saw him in was his his cameo on Extras. Oh, you're right. 
Which was, I don't know. Yeah, with uh, Ricky Gervais and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and I thought it was, it was. Are you voting? Oh, am I voting? Go no, for no. It. Yeah, you go guys, for it. Absolutely. You sound like you're leaning one way. And you're making a great argument, to be honest. The multifaceted approach on this one, I think it goes to Hoffman. Because I, I, I definitely think range. It's, 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 it's a tough one because you're right. De Niro's got some solid, but at Hoffman, he, he goes both ways. Is that? That's fine. That's a, well, we understand what you're saying. <laughs> we'll allow it. <laughs> Sorry. Should keep family friendly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely think that uh, my vote has to be with uh, Dustin Hoffman. Ooh, split vote between the two of you. So I get to be the one. Yeah. Okay. One of these, and this could go either way. Honestly, it really could. I could go either Based way. Based on what was just said, it could. Yeah, but that's a good point, Stephen. But the fact remains, one of these actors is one of my in one of my worst hated movies of all time, being Midnight Cowboy. Mm-hmm. I hate that movie. Mm-hmm. Robert De Niro has the better body of work. The more movies that I like. I'm going to go with Robert De Niro. Ooh. That was a good matchup, though. I yeah. didn't think Dustin Hoffman stood a chance. But what you said about De Niro... That was, was a good argument. That's why I was like, I can't make a better one. Like He almost has yeah. no sense of humor at all. Yeah. It's, it's, he it's tries. Tough. It's not good. I, actually, if you watch The King of Comedy, he, it's, oh, about, yeah. it's about a guy who's well, trying to break into the stand-up industry. Sure. But it's, it's like also very creepy. grim as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's very creepy. But I really think we could do a whole show on De Niro versus Hoffman versus Pacino. Like we did Spy versus Spy versus Spy? Kind of. <laughs> Put Spidey it on the list. It's on Spidey the list. versus Spidey? Yes, right. that as well. Yeah. That was a good matchup. Now let's jump to something equally as important. <laughs> okay. Uh, a tough one. Jamie Presley versus Margot Robbie. Jamie Presley from... She was Joy in My Name is Earl. Yeah. Primarily, that's what you know her from. She was also in uh, Joe Dirt, and she was in I Love You, Man. Mm-hmm. And then there's Margot Robbie. Margot Wolf of Wall Street, Robbie. I, Tanya, Suicide Squad, among several other movies. Can, oh, was that m- Academy Award nominated Suicide Squad? Yeah, actually Academy Award winner Suicide Squad. She was nominated for I, Tanya. Wow. Right, how much time do we want to spend on this? We just want to give it to Margot Robbie. No, well, here's the thing. I think Jamie Presley deserves a lot of credit here. Uh, she is probably 15 years Margot Robbie Sr. Uh, she, yeah, she was born in 1977. Margot Robbie was born in 1990. Yeah, so 13 mm-hmm. years between them. Jamie, Jamie Presley? Actually, she, hilarious. She, she is like her. Her in my name is Earl. I thought she was hilarious. She is. In fact, seeing her in a serious role, in a serious, more serious role, and I love you, man. I was like, wow, she can actually do regular voice. Yeah. She actually, by the way, emanci- legally emancipated herself. Jamie Presley did from her parents at the age of fifteen, so she could travel to Japan and be a model there, an actor there. Really? Yeah. And her parents couldn't make the trip, so she legally emancipated herself from the parents so she could go there. I wonder why she didn't hit like Margot Robbie did, because Margot Robbie hit in Wolf of Wall Street and just kind of took everyone by storm. she did Joe Dirt. Yeah. (laughs) I I think, you know, she obviously, she's found a good typecast in kind of like the white trash sort of angle with those movies and with that TV show, but it really worked for her. But yeah, it's Margot Robbie. Has Margot Robbie hosted SNL? Oh, I'm sure she has. Because I know Jamie Presley actually has back in 2006. It actually wasn't televised. It was. This one was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Margot Robbie, I think, is definitely the winner here. Okay. Because we almost named our show uh, Margot Robbie Cell <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> okay. Next one up, Tom Hardy versus Logan Marshall Green. Tom Hardy from The Dark Knight Rises and Mad Max Fury Road. And what, what, he's covered his face in Dunkirk. Covers his face in that. I think he wears a no, mask in the Revenant. Do Dunkirk again. <laughs> and Venom. And you said Inception too, right? 
Yeah, but he doesn't cover his Ball. face. That yeah. He doesn't cover his face in Inception. He just changes his face. Joel, you forget this isn't a YouTube video sometimes. I was doing gestures and the audience could hear it. Oh, could they? In their mind. <laughs> I picture it all in my mind when I listen. So. Uh, yeah, Logan, you. Logan Marshall Green from the OC. Uh, from Upgrade, Spider-Man Homecoming, and, and Prometheus. Prometheus. So this one's interesting because Tom Hardy was like a thug who kind of became an actor. Yeah. Whereas Logan Marshall Green is a classically trained actor with like graduate degrees in acting and theater. It's, but yet they look so similar. It's hard to tell them apart. Well, I feel, I feel like Logan Marshall Green is definitely like, if we said this before, like the Kirkland Tom Hardy, because he feels more like a TV actor. Like you see him in movies, even mm-hmm. Upgrade, like his acting isn't great Which in the movie, really but it's upgrade. a B movie. But if this was Upgrade versus Venom, Upgrade all day. Yeah. But Tom Hardy, much like Robert De Niro and Scorsese, oh, is wait. best friends. Wait, wait. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. He's best friends with Christopher Nolan. Yeah, because he was in Dark Knight Rises, Mad Max Fury Road, Inception, and Dunkirk. All Christopher Nolan movies. Well, not movies. Mad Max Fury Road, but yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, not Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, but still. That's one of your favorite movies, though. Yeah. And so his body work is stunning, honestly. But I feel like he kind of lucked into it. Do you know Tom Hardy had a brief stint as a rapper? Yeah. Uh, his, his, the, the name of him and his buddy were Tommy Number 1 and Eddie Too Tall. Yeah. Eddie Too Tall? Eddie Too Tall. Mm. Yeah. Great album. Actually, yeah. second one was better. Joel, have you ever seen Locke? No, the Twins? No, no, this one where he's just driving in the car and having conversations. The entire movie. Haven't seen it. This is Tom is Hardy. Or right? This is Marshall Tom Green. Hardy. Okay. And it's it's fascinating. The movie itself kind of plays. It's a one time watch, but he is an amazing actor in it. And I think he can act when he tries at other times. He really doesn't have to do much right. for the performances to make the movie strong. But he is a great bit part in these movies. So I'm sorry, Logan Marshall Green. I think you give it a solid effort, but it's Tom Hardy's. It's his game. I'm going to have to agree. Because I keep thinking Logan Marshall Green is Tom Hardy, and Upgrade is really the only bright spot in Logan Marshall Green's body of work that I've seen. Yeah. And so, but Tom Hardy, I remember him, even though he covers his face in every single role. Yeah, he's got to stop that. He does. You think it's just a joke now? Like, he's like, it's part of my... It's part of my contract. <laughs> I was born in a mask. <laughs> Maybe that's how he's distinguishing himself from Logan yeah, by Marshall not Green. not showing his face. By not Could showing be. his face. There you go. All right, All right, Stephen, who's next? We have uh, Penelope Cruz versus Selma Hayek. Penelope Cruz from Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Which Vanilla one is Sky? That? Uh, I don't know. It's one of them. Four or something. Uh, Vanilla Sky, Captain Corelli's Mandolin. I, I brought that one up as and well. Zoolander 2. Captain Corelli's Mandolin, I brought that up because I hate that movie. Yeah. It's Nicolas Cage and Penelope Cruz. but it's a strange it's so movie. so dumb. Yeah. And then Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek from Desperado, from Dusk Till Dawn. Wild Wild West. Yeah. Grown Ups. Yeah. Fools Rush In with Matthew Perry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is interesting because uh, Penelope Cruz actually has won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress in 2008. And then Selma Hayek, she's been nominated for Best Actress uh, for her role in Frida, mm-hmm. but really hasn't gotten any Academy of Love since then. Well, she, I think she plays every role too big, Selma Hayek does. Selma Hayek? Yeah. And Penelope Cruz maybe plays every role too small. But I think the big works. I think the fact that she commands the screen works for Selma Hayek. You could ask probably most of our listeners now, and they wouldn't really be able to pinpoint a role that Penelope Cruz has done. I don't think. Really? Stephen, could you? Yeah, I, I can verify Like, you'd that. recognize I'd, her as an actress. Yeah. But you'd, and, and I've seen, like, what I know I've seen her in movies. Right. She ha- she's the first Spanish actress to receive a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. 
Kent. Okay. Right. That, no, but, that's that's great. But what movies has she been in? Pirates of the Caribbean, Stranger Tides, Vanilla Sky. You have a list. Mandolin's right? too. Right. So movies no one's seen. Then. Vanilla Sky is actually one that I really I remember her true. from. It was a bizarre Do you movie. like that movie? Not really. I kind of do. It's this weird love-hate thing where I'm like, I really appreciated that, but I don't want to watch that again. Like Cameron Crowe made that after Jerry Maguire. Everyone's like, what are you doing? Because it's just really up. trippy and messed up. Well, and Selma yeah. Hayek had a great stint on 30 Rock, too. She I, did. I thought yeah. it was hilarious. So, Ken, which way are you going on this one? Selma Hayek. I'm going Penelope Cruz. I think yeah? she, I think she's the better actress. Every time she, Selma Hayek speaks... It drives me insane. Like, she's like, this is a good idea, right, Matthew Perry? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, you're right. Penelope Cruz is the better actress. But once again, unrecognizable. I will say this. Selma Hack was the worst part of Wild Wild West. You better watch it mm-hmm. right now. Oh, so you stop it right now. I'm stop acting so confident. Every time she spoke, I was like, Kenneth Branagh her acting in a is spider terrible. as a spider Penelope monster? Penelope Cruz can act. Selma Hack cannot act. Nah. All right, Stephen, go ahead. I, I was honestly, I was leaning towards Selma Hayek, but then you brought up Wild Wild West. <laughs> it's not her fault. It is a little bit. <laughs> Do you have an accent now? A little bit. <laughs> but see, that's the problem is that I'm but like, But at okay. least you can recall that she was in a movie. Plumpy Cruz and Vanilla Sky is the best part of that movie. No. Yeah. No, you don't even know or she's the soundtrack. in it. I'd say Crazy Cameron Diaz in that movie is the best part of the movie. And she was actually pretty entertaining. I remember Cameron Diaz being crazy. I don't remember Penelope Cruz even being Penelope in Cruz it. Penelope Cruz even what? being in it. She's the love interest. You can barely tell. Right, right. And I saw the movie once and... and yeah, you walked uh, away look, from it. She was it. in one of the Pirates movies that we can't remember very well. <laughs> yeah. So but she's I've, the better actor. She's got the Academy Award. It's proven. Yeah, but if you're going to put somebody in a movie, Selma Hayek's going to be it. It's true. So it's got to go. It's got. It's got to go I somewhere. Disagree. And they were in a movie together. I think called Banditas. Banditas. Yeah. Yes. You keep doing this to yourself, Joel. I keep having a side with Kenny. This is your by fault. The, by the way, Cruz is married to Spanish actor Jeffrey Dean Morgan. It's actually <laughs> you mean Javier 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 Rodem, Yes. Yeah. She's married to Javier Rodem. <laughs> and we shouldn't take this away because uh, you know, like in the Spanish film industry, I think it's his. The director's name is Pedro Aldomovar. Has done many movies with Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz. Yes, just many we have not seen. So I don't want to take anything away from that. I have seen them all, and that's why I voted for her. And then you guys, <laughs> you ignorant white folks here, <laughs> wow, didn't like what? it. <laughs> What's the next one? Okay, next one is Glenn Close versus Meryl Streep. Once again, not saying they look alike, but their body of work, people always mash them up. Have you ever seen them in the same movie together? Yes. What movie? Uh, that would be Evening. You didn't you, see that movie. Wow. I didn't see it, but, <laughs> but they did start a movie together. But well, Glenn Close, good job on your research, Glenn though. Close from The Natural Fatal Attraction, Hamlet. She actually did a bit part in Hook as well. Yeah. Uh, Mars Attacks, Hunter Run Dalmatians, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Warcraft. Warcraft. She was in Warcraft. What? And Meryl Streep in every movie ever made. Mm. Every every Academy Award nominated, every Academy movie, Award nominated <laughs> movie. And every Academy Award Out of Africa, Academy Award show. Devil Wars Prada, Mamma Mia, Kramer vs. Kramer, Julia and Julia, Death Becomes Her. That's that's Meryl Streep. Yes. So this is another difficult one for me. Why? Only because everyone loves Meryl. And I'm surprised you're going to lean towards that way, Kent. Because I've hated on her a few times? Because everyone loves her. And so I'm like, you'd obviously go for the hipster Glenn Close. Who, Glenn Close, she holds the record as the actress to have most Academy nominations without a win. Seven nominations. Yeah, she was apparently supposed to win this last year. She was in a movie called The Wife. And it was her race to lose. And she lost. 
But that was the thing. She got nominated in a movie that no one cared about. Yeah. Same with Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep can, okay. can get an Oscar-nominated performance in a terrible movie. I, I'm going to put that. Actually, I think you've swayed me. I think Glenn Close is a great actress. And then she gets the, she gets the credit, but she doesn't get the award. Meryl Streep is in a movie for about four minutes and gets an Academy Award nomination. She's been nominated a record 21 times. That's ridiculous. And she has won three. 21 times she's been nominated. But Death Becomes Her is so good. She's so much she, fun in that movie. She didn't really like that movie that much. What? She didn't like it that much. Well, I like it a lot, so I disagree with her. <laughs> That's pretty dare good, agree with pretty, pretty good acting to, to hate a movie, yet every, you know, we, we enjoy thought, it. I think she felt okay. it was beneath Actually, her. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, this, this is going to come down to performance by performance. Meryl Streep's best movie... What would we say? Sophie's Choice? What? <laughs> I had to pick that one because we brought it up before. <laughs> yeah, but no. What would you say her best performance in a movie is? Her, wait, her best Devil performance? Devil Wears Prada? What would you well, say? So Devil Wears Prada. What has she, she won the Academy Award for, for? Oh, geez. Don't ask me that. I don't remember. <laughs> but she's good in everything. But Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction, that is an amazing role. That, I mean, it is terrifying. She's She's a love interest scary. and legitimately sca- scary. I'm giving it to Glenn Close on this one. By the way, Glenn Close was apparently, uh, she was raised in a cult. What? Yeah, she brought up an interview fairly recently where like they talked about what clothes they had to wear and the way they had to speak to people. It was like for years she was raised in this cult-like thing. That's fascinating. Let's see that movie. Wow. Starring yeah. Meryl Streep. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, and by the way, I want to tell this story too about a Meryl Streep. She went to audition for Dino De Laurentiis, a very uh, prominent Italian director, and he said to his uh, son, who was there in the audition as well, this is, so, and he said in Italian, this is so ugly. Why did you bring me this? He didn't know Meryl Streep spoke Italian. And so she re- understood and responded, I'm very sorry. I'm not as beautiful as I should be. But, you know, this is it. This is what you get. Wow. Do you also want to know why Meryl Streep will never be in a Disney movie? I'm listening. Because uh, at the National Board of Review Awards in 2013, Streep labeled Walt Disney as anti-Semitic and a gender bigot. Wow, okay. So Disney's not a fan of Meryl Streep. Yeah, it makes sense. But I'm looking at the movies here, Kent, and I just I see The Natural, I think Sleepy. I think Fatal Attraction, I'm like, that's oh, good. Hamlet, Hook. I like Hook, but not because of Glenn Close. And 101 Dalmatians, I didn't like the live remake. So I'm going to give this one to Meryl Streep because I think that Devil Wears Prada, Kramer versus Kramer, and Death Becomes Her, even out of Africa, probably better than most of what Glenn Close has done. And I'm going to go with the performance. I think it's Fatal Attraction, so I'll go Glenn Close. Because, Joel, you changed my mind on this, and I would like to disagree for the first time in like an hour. <laughs> so, All Stephen, right, it's Stephen, up to you. Glenn Close, Meryl Streep, you got to pick. I'm going to have to go Meryl Streep on this one. What a shocker. <laughs> Everyone does. Wait, wait. You oh, just took the award away Glenn from Close Glenn Close. Close again. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Are you saying I could be on the Academy? Yeah. Well, now, well, that you could have been. Yeah. We gave Amy Adams something, but not Glenn Close. Okay. So, our next one is... Josh Holloway, and I'm going to defer to Joel on the pronunciation. No, no. I, I want to hear you, you try at least try. once. Uh, discount Jacob, I want to hear you try. <laughs> it looks, I would say Nicola Coster Waldu. That's actually spot on with that accent. <laughs> How did do. you do that? Uh, that, was, that was perfect uh, Danish. Dane? That way speak in Denmark. It Danish. It is Danish. Mm, delicious. Uh, no, it's, uh, Nicolaj, <laughs> I say Nicolaj Coster Waldau. Yes. Wow. Is that right? 
So uh, Josh Holloway from Lost as Sawyer. Yeah. Uh, he was also in a bit part in Mission Impossible Ghost, Bro- Ghost Protocol and a bit part in Community. Mm. He was also in Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, he was. I, I think it's funny because it's like a TV show versus a TV show. And then two performances where they died at the beginning of the movie because we have Mission Impossible 4. Mm-hmm. And then for Nikolai uh, Coster Waldo, he is in Game of Thrones and he died at the beginning of Mama. And then is Mama the twin in the rest of the movie, which is, which is kind of weird. Mother. Yeah. Mama. Yeah, Jessica Chastain. There's another connection there. Yeah. A lot of these actors seem to run around the same circles. But I would say this comes down to the two t- TV shows and their performances in each. Because Nicolai, you look at Nicolai Coster Waldo in interviews, he does have an accent. And yeah. it's not the British accent he has in Game of Thrones. It's Jamie right. Lannister. And he looks like just a pretty face. In fact, both of these do. I would say that Josh Holloway, I mean, the, the five o'clock shadow that guy can pull off is better than they anyone. They both have the five o'clock shadow going yeah. on. Yeah. And one has it in like medieval times. One has it on an island. <laughs> it's How true. is that possible? <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Holloway's original. Uh, well, no, one of his first appearances is actually an Aerosmith video, Crying. Yeah, are you serious? Even back then? He was in Crying uh, as. Uh, with Liv uh, Tyler? He's the one who tries to steal Alicia Silverstone's just, purse from a diner and yeah. get, gets caught and beaten up by her. That was actually part of the uh, plot in Lost. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> That was the plot of Lost. Yeah, that was his backstory. It was one of the flashbacks. Alicia Silverstone was in uh, the flashback of Lost. I would actually really die. Oh, who was that? Oh, man, I just remembered someone else got their start in a Christina Aguilera video. And I can't remember. It was someone we already talked about. And I can't remember who it was. Dang it. Well, dang. So is this Lost versus Game of Thrones? It was Josh Duhamel. Oh, what? He was a genie uh, He wins. Okay. No. Uh, okay, so here we go. Back to the match at hand, which was, once again... Josh Holloway. Josh Holloway versus Nicholas. It's Jamie Lannister versus Sawyer from Lost. Yeah. Who'd I win got, in a fight? I gotta give it to Sawyer. Of course the, you the do, thing about, Well, the thing about Sawyer is I feel like... I feel like the character of Sawyer had so much more range than the character of Jamie Lannister. I feel like you start off hating Sawyer and then you see his backstory and then you see him become a sympathetic character. You see him get emotional and then he becomes a jerk again. Like this up and down kind of thing. You just explained the whole thing, the whole thing for Jamie Lannister. But Jamie Lannister he is not just a jerk. He's an evil, evil man who is slowly yet surely redeemed and mm, then selfish redeemed. again. Okay. So they both kind of have the same arc. And really, both shows, arguably, have somewhat weaker endings. So I'd say Lost and Game of Thrones kind of follow a similar similar tra- trajectory. Wow. But I think Waldau, he should win because his um, he's actually made it in film. Like his his foreign film. Oh, he's film, made it in film? Gods of Egypt? He made it in Gods of Egypt? No, but as far as like his Danish films... He's actually a huge celebrity over there. Well, if whereas this was name Danish a movie, bake a cell, then <laughs> that would be delicious. Mm. Uh, whereas Josh Holloway has tried. He's been in like 19 CBS pilots that have failed. And then he went, eventually went to a sci-fi you show. You know you want Josh Holloway to call you Freckles at least once. You I, know at that. least one time. <laughs> what is Jamie Lannister going to call you? <laughs> He'll touch my face with his golden hand. But I am going to have to give this one to Nikolai Coster Waldo. And I'm giving it to Josh Holloway. Yeah. Sawyer. Good, good. Finally, a real disagreement. All right, Freckles, go for it. Who are we picking? Waldo. Yeah. No! That was the <laughs> wrong choice, Stephen. <laughs> All of my opinions are right. No, that's... He does well, sound like Jacob. Jacob. Yeah, that yeah. Like okay, Jacob, actually. thank you. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's actually a really good matchup, though. <laughs> yeah, that, the, well, the, that's the, difficult. Especially, I, even the arcs of the shows, yeah. where you're like, hey, this is a fantastic... Oh, wait, no, don't watch it anymore. Right. The Stubble Showdown. That's I what that was. Lost, yeah. I think Lost Ending was fine. Yeah, I know you do. Not until you weirdos are talking about it. Mm-hmm. Hold, save it for our, okay. our last show. <laughs> okay. the, the look on I got Steven's a look face. From Steven. Okay, so now we have Toby Maguire versus Jake Gyllenhaal. 
Toby McGuire, not Toby Keith, from Spider-Man, Pleasantville, Seabiscuit, Brothers, with Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. and The Great Gatsby. Where's Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Spider-Man, Far From Home, Donnie Darko, October Sky, Nightcrawler, and Prisoners. And Bubble Boy. Yes. Don't forget Bubble Boy. I never could. Yeah, so they're in Brothers together, which is really interesting. Which, if you haven't seen Brothers, that is a hard movie to watch. It really is. Some amazing performances, though, from yeah. both of these. And Natalie Portman's in that one as well. Yeah, yeah. She does a great job as well. Uh, but she's not a doppelganger here. We're not talking about her and Keira Knightley. <laughs> we should be. <laughs> um, so uh, Toby Maguire, actually, he wanted to become a chef, and he entered a home economics class in sixth grade. His mother offered him $100 to take a drama class instead, and he agreed. What? That's what got him on his start. His first appearance, by the way, Toby Maguire's first appearance was in 1989's The Wizard. Wow. He's in The Wizard of one of, I the, love these facts the so much. of the bully. Does this make you like him more? A little bit. I actually because looked up the clip online. He's an underrated actor. Like, I think, you know, he got a little too old maybe to play Spider-Man and kind of how he was performing it in number three, right. especially. But like a good actor, he's obviously went to more indie films at Do that you know, point. He was actually in Empire Records, Kent, and they cut him out completely. He requ- he asked the director, huh. uh, Alan Moyle, to release him from a part of the movie and then cut him out of the movie because he was having some addic- addiction issues at the time. Ah. Um, he, uh, but now he takes, he does tournament poker. Like he's kind of not doing his acting much, but he's doing tournament poker. Well, in fact, his character is referenced in Molly's game, uh, starring Jessica Chastain, who we've already talked about. Yeah. And he's the player X in Molly's he's game. He's kind of the who steal, he'll, He steals the game from Molly and takes it elsewhere. Right. It, it, they can't say that, but he is referenced. Yeah. Then you, you have Jake Gyllenhaal. Out of control. I know this is yeah. what we do, by the way. Jake Gyllenhaal, who honestly was a lot for a long time, the low budget Tobey Maguire. His acting I would debut say. was in City Slickers. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. And then Bubble Boy. And then I think he really broke, at least for the indie crowd, in Donnie Darko, which is a love it or hate it movie. Yeah. Joel, this do you hate it? Well, of Donnie Darko? Yes. I love it. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. I know. I Save love it for it. a Donnie Darko show, which we'll never do. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Shut up, um, Trita. This is difficult, though. By the way, uh, Tobey Maguire is actually, they were, he was really good friends with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Still mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And they got to the point where they actually became they became friends and made an informal pact to help get each other into movies. So a lot of times, if Tobey Maguire is in a movie, Leonardo DiCaprio would be brought into it or a show. And the same with Leonardo DiCaprio. Obviously, Leonardo DiCaprio's kind of had the better success, and I think maybe that pact isn't as solid as it used to be. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, which by the way, there's a whole thing out there. We already talked about this of how tall he is. There's a whole conspiracy theory out there. Oh, it's pretty <laughs> how, entertaining. How tall are they saying he is? Well, it's just it's, it's never confirmed. Like people keep changing the numbers. That's the whole thing. So uh, he's like Peppa Pig. He's like Caillou, <laughs> seven <laughs> foot two. And and Gyllenhaal was almost cast as Spider Man in Spider Man Two because of some health issues that Tobey Maguire was having. He Do you think people would have noticed? I don't know. It would have been great. He also auditioned to be Batman in Batman Begins. Jake Gyllenhaal did. And he dated Kirsten Dunst when Tobey Maguire was making Spider-Man. My mind is blown right now. I can't it's handle this. Going crazy. He also did a wow. Reese, Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon and Taylor Swift. So I, I do think Maguire is an underrated actor, but the be- better actor here is Jake Gyllenhaal. His body of work is far more serious, right up my alley. Honestly, with uh, Prisoners and Nightcrawler. Those two movies oh, alone. Nightcrawler's so good. It's so good. And he's been in some real duds as well. He's probably taken more risks as an actor and been in some bad movies. Like he was in uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, which yeah. Netflix was on Netflix this year. He's terrible in it. But he is my choice to win of these two. Just barely, but still, Gyllenhaal. This is difficult for me because, like I said, I don't like Donnie Darko. But I really like... You said Nightcrawler, and I was like, that's right. I really liked him in Nightcrawler. Yeah. But he's so creepy. And but then in Brothers, I think the perform the better performance is from Tobey Maguire. It is, you're right. And Spider Man, I, I he made Spider Man come to life on screen. 
So you voted for Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. I got to vote for Toby McGuire. Ooh, okay, I love it. Okay, well, it's going to come down to Toby McGuire. Yo. Yes. <laughs> Toby McGuire is the better one. We're wow. going to pick off so many people. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's not but, a bad choice. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Michelle Williams versus Carrie Mulligan. Michelle Williams from Manchester by the Sea, Shutter Island, Oz the Great and Powerful, The Greatest Showman, and Venom. You, I don't know why I did Manchester accent in all those. <laughs> you forgot Dawson's Creek. Oh, and well, oh, I didn't watch. Away. 90108. <laughs> it's the zip code, 90108. And then you have Carrie Mulligan from Doctor Who. Blink. She's one episode, blink episode, by the way. Yeah. Uh, there's a movie called An Education, which is great. Never Let Me Go, which is great. These are two very underseen movies. Carrie Mulligan is a very underseen actress. The Great Gatsby Brothers. She was in Brothers 2. Drive. You forgot Drive. You will. And Inside Nolan Davis. Drive. Yes. This is this is one where I, I can see why people get them mixed up because they're both uh, kind of these uh, cute it's, blondes with actually good acting chops. It, it is crazy that... We have a character from someone that was on Dawson's Creek, which is almost a cringy mid '90s CW uh, WB show mm-hmm. back in the day, and she's turning one one of the best actresses around today. And Michelle was the one who was married to or to dated Heath Ledger and has a yeah. child with him. If you see her, even in her small role in Manchester by the Sea, like you'll never forget her performance. She's had four Academy Award nominations. Deserves every single and one. one. And one Tony. Award I'll watch Blue Valentine with Ryan Gosling. And it will it will break your heart. It's a really hard movie to watch. Yeah, I mean you can't watch it more than once, honestly. And then you get Carrie Mulligan, yeah. who she she's got a very go get him attitude. Like I read here, talk about how she watched this uh, Henry V performance by Kenneth Branagh. So she wrote him and was like, "I need advice on how to act." And he wrote back and said, "If you feel like a strong desire to be an actress, you must be an actress." And that drove her to be an actress. Was just that letter. Okay, I don't want to say this, Kent. Which, well, which way are you leaning towards first? Do you want me to play my hand first? Yeah. It seems like you want to sway something. Go go right ahead. Well, it's swinging you against someone. So I want to see who you want to vote for first. I want to vote for Carrie Mulligan based she's on the movie. She's married to Marcus said. Mumford from lead singer from Mumford and Sons. I, I don't hate Mumford and Sons. Do you realize how you just said that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate them. They were childhood pen pals and then they lost touch, but they reconnected as adults. That's adorable. See, that's not going to sway me against it. I think Carrie Mulligan for Never Let Me Go and Drive Alone. And Doctor Who's epi- one episode she was in. She's amazing in that episode. She really is. I really like Sally her Sparrow. Sally so, Sparrow, so good. I think Michelle Williams is more talented, but I think Carrie Mulligan, I'd rather watch her in a movie. See, and I probably would have voted for Carrie Mulligan because I really enjoyed her in Blink, but I just, that Manchester by the Sea performance was so, so good. Yeah, it is. And Shutter Island tore my heart out. Uh, uh, Oz the Great and Powerful, she made a good Glinda. She I did. Thought. But then it was The Greatest Showman where I kind of went, that's right. I really enjoyed her in that movie as well. And suddenly I went, I like her in more movies than I She's like. She's clearly more bankable. And so that's why I go with uh, Michelle Williams. Okay. Steven, back to you. Okay. Well, I've, I, I, confession, I actually just recently saw Shutter Island. Oh man. It's and, a brilliant movie. And it's, it's fantastic. It'll mess you up. And, and I'm like, wait a minute. I looked at my wife. I'm like, wait a minute. What did we, how did you just end this movie? And, but that aside, I, I really think that she did a fantastic job. And so I'm gonna have to go showing. Great choice. All right. Oh man, I love Sorry, that movie. Mulligan. It's so heartbreaking. We can still hang out. Okay. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe versus Elijah Wood. So it's uh, uh, Harry Potter versus uh, uh, Daniel Lord Radcliffe of the from Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets. Harry Potter in the Prisoner of Azkaban. Harry Potter in the Goblet of Fire. Harry Potter in the Order of the Phoenix. Harry Potter in the Half Blood Prince. And Harry Potter in the Deathly Hallows Part One. Harry Potter in the Deathly Hallows Part Two. And the Woman in Black. <laughs> Wait, Daniel Radcliffe hasn't done that much more? You forgot Swiss Army Man. I kind of oh, did forget on that. On purpose? Actually. Yes, yeah. on purpose. Whereas Elijah Wood, he's been in a lot 
over many decades. Obviously, Lord of the Rings, uh, The Good Son, Flipper. He's in Wilfred, which is like an FX TV series, which is quite funny. Yeah. Obviously, crass. Did you uh, see how everything is illuminated? Yes. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that very one. enjoyable. And then he was in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, too. Yeah. He's kind of a jerk. Yeah. So, did you see Faculty? Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. So, this is like the Battle of the Bug Eyed Boys, is what I would call it. <laughs> My band's name in college. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I would pay to see that band. I do think Danny Radcliffe has kind of come into his own. I think he's becoming a better actor, but he was never acclaimed as Harry Potter. He was never the best part of those movies. No nominations, no no real strong acting chops. He was just he got better as it went along. He did, but it was just like the anchor point throughout. But he was a kid. He was like ten years old. Yeah, but like even look at like Emma Watson, what she what she did in those movies. Even to a lesser extent, Rupert Grint yeah. grew more as an actor maybe in those movies than Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. But Elijah Wood, he's been in a lot of stinkers. Now he's in a lot of North. just basic horror films, like a lot of low-budget horror films because that's really his genre of choice. But being Frodo Baggins, uh, obviously maybe he, Harry Potter's more currently iconic than Frodo Baggins. But I think his role as Frodo Baggins, it really carries those movies through and is, is undersold a lot. By the way, Elijah Wood uh, got his, made his film debut on Back to the Future Part 2. He's one of the kids that's playing the video games in the 80s cafe. And he's like, use your hands. That's a baby toy. Yeah. Also, he was in, uh, he got his first break, his first like media break in Paula Abdul's video, Forever Your Girl, which was directed by David Fincher. What? How's that for that's weird a great facts? start. Um, by the way, his parents actually owned a delicatessen in, uh, I believe it was in New York, but then they sold a delicatessen and the family without the father all moved to Los Angeles so that Elijah Wood could pursue his acting career. Hmm. Weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, I would say he's if, also the voice of Spyro the dragon. Yeah, that too. If I, if I were walking down a dark alley and I saw each of these people, <laughs> I would be more afraid of the bug-eyed Elijah Wood, to be honest. Well, because of Sin City. Yeah. <laughs> he looks a little bit more sinister. And Daniel Radcliffe has more of a warm, welcoming face, even with those giant eyes. Are you voting for a welcoming face? Is that what we're going for? No, I'm too afraid of Elijah Wood. <laughs> Honestly, the fact that he's been able to span many decades as a star and have childhood fame and then be Frodo Baggins, I think helps him seal this win. So Elijah Wood. And I'm going to vote for Daniel Radcliffe. Only because he is inseparable as Harry Potter. He is. But that's it. But that's, that's all. I mean. it's like, that's all you, you need. Seven, you named eight movies and seven were Harry Potter. You think Potter. of Lord of the Rings. You think of the entire ensemble. You think of Harry Potter. You think of Daniel Radcliffe. I think of Dame Maggie Smith. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> it took you a while to think of that name. But I think, I think that Daniel Radcliffe will continue to grow as an actor. I do think that... Elijah so you're would, saying he has potential. I'm, I'm saying the potential for him makes him better, but also just the iconic role because Frodo Baggins was one of many. One of a... You might even say one of a do fellowship. You oh, man. How could you say that about Frodo? Bilbo, sure, but not Frodo. Oh, Pippin, shameful. sure. But you, <laughs> that's blasphemy. We, save it for our Pippin versus Mary show. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to give it to Daniel Radcliffe because I feel like Harry Potter is the iconic role that Elijah would wish he could have had in all these other roles that he's had. And I think the roles that he's doing, he's always kind of the side bit character. Which movies were accepted more? Which movies won the Academy Awards? It's not all about Academy Awards, Kent. But which movies were critically more loved? Which ones made more money? Well, the movie, the movies with eight movies. <laughs> the eight <laughs> film franchise. Plus... The Fantastic Beast movies, which I know you you care for so oh, much. I hate those. All right, Stephen, it's it's your choice. Okay, I, again, 
tough, tough sell because I, I really do like the the work both of them did. But I'm gonna have to go with Joel on this. So you see, you always choose Joel. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised him. But yeah, to to be able to see to to see his growth. And and um, like on his shoulder, like what do you mean, like a skin tag? <laughs> Get that looked at, uh, Daniel. Yeah, seriously. Oh, but to, but to see, you know, he, wait, he literally just grew up. It wasn't he, much. He acting is an growth, icon. Though. He is an icon. You think of Daniel Radcliffe, you think of Harry Potter. But that's it. It's like a typecast actor. In eight, and that's but all see, it is. But whose whose fault is the typecasting though? Wouldn't wouldn't that necessarily be us as an audience saying that he'll forever be Harry Potter? Yeah, but don't you think that's sad for him? I mean, there's a reason he chooses roles like Swiss Army Man Guys, because he's decided. trying to buck the system. we got a couple system. more to get okay. through. Come on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're close to the end of this. Okay. Um, we, we should mention we have 20 of these. My, my favorite uh, is Bill Paxson versus Bill Pullman. Now, you didn't vote for this one, Kent. No. But I did because... Because they I'll, don't look anything alike. Is, this is, once again, where I think it's just the names. The Bill P. For some reason, they just mix up on my head. Yeah. But Bill Paxton uh, from Aliens, Weird Science, Twister, Titanic, Apollo 13, The Terminator, Commando, Frailty, Edge of Tomorrow. Bill Pullman, Independence Day, While You Were Sleeping, Mr. Right, Independence Day Resurgence. Spaceballs, Newsies, Casper, The Grudge. Do you like how I threw in Mr. Right? Yeah. With Ellen DeGeneres? Yeah, I like that you did that. (laughs) Jerk. Uh, this is game over, man. It's Bill Paxton's all the way. I like Bill Pullman a lot. I think he's super likable. He always seems tired in his movies. Like yeah. He's always kind of like seemed like a tired old man, whereas Bill Paxton, never the most good looking guy in the movie, but as a zany character actor or a lead actor in a movie like Twister, really, really sells it. And I wish... Did you... Okay. Yes. No, go ahead. I was going to say, did you see The Circle? No, I never saw the circle. That is actually his final performance before he passed away. It was released two months after his death. Was that the uh, he Tom died, Hanks He died because one? of complications and uh, surgery. The circle is with mm-hmm. Tom Hanks? Okay, and, I, and I didn't Watson. see it. Yeah, it's a bad movie. It's, it? it's actually really terrible. Oh, that's, that's too bad. Another fun fact, Bill Paxton was actually in the crowd when President John F. Kennedy emerged from the hotel in Fort Worth, Texas on the morning of his assassination. Wow. They have a photograph of him. Like he's being held up above the crowd, an eight-year-old Bill Paxton being above the crowd. It's like you can see the picture was online. Was he the second shooter? He was not. <laughs> oh. um, he also was in music video, uh, Pat Benatar's Shadows of the Night music video as a Nazi radio officer, and Limp Biscuit's 2000 song, Eat You Alive, as a sheriff. Have you seen Near Dark? Range. What? Have you seen Near Dark? No. Vampire movie from the I 80s? Haven't. Is it good? He's really good. Yeah. Uh, Bill Pax, Bill Pullman, dang it, I just did it right yeah, there. Yeah, you did. Uh, he was in Ruthless People in his film premiere, which I, I enjoy that movie. I don't know if you've seen Never it. Seen Danny it. DeVito, Bette Midler. Oh, it's, oh. it's a funny one, it's a, it's a bizarre one. Uh, he was an adjunct professor at Montana State University School of Film, and then his students actually said, you should pursue acting. So he did. Oh, it's a fun uh, story. And at the age of 21, Bill Pullman suffered a head injury and lost his sense of smell. <gasps> that's the oh. second one we talked in here, and now he owns a cattle ranch in Montana. So that's what you need for fame. Lose your sense of smell. Who was the other one that Go did? Go to acting school. Profit. Who was the other one we mentioned that did? Lost their sense of smell? Bryce Dallas Howard. That's what it was. I um, almost said Jessica Chastain on that. They're I'm all like, the same. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go with Bill Paxton as well. Okay. Because I feel like his range, like you look at him as the jerk on Weird Science, the jerk uh, brother, mm-hmm. uh, Chet. And then you look at him as like the hero in Twister. And then you see him as like, I don't know, I, I, he's a punk. He's a punk rocker in Terminator. It's he has a range, and I really appreciate the range and frailty. Oh, I really like yeah. frailty. That was one messed of the underrated oh, yeah, horror movies. Yeah. That one's messed up. So, uh, yeah, Bill Paxton takes the win yeah. on this one. Game okay. over. Game yeah, over, man. Go. Game, Game over. 
Okay, and our final one, Allison Brie versus Brie Larson. <laughs> Once again, they don't look anything alike, but I cannot tell you how many times on Bacon Cell, Kent, I have flipped it as like, Allison Brie, wait, is it Brie Larson or is it Allison Brie? I think up until February of 2019 uh, is yeah. when we didn't know the difference. Right. Uh, obviously, there was Community for years, but still I'd be like, oh, Brie Larson, for, uh, Allison Brie from Community, but now I don't think anyone, will, well, anyone who follows pop culture will ever not know Based on what Brie Larson has kind of done to her career, yeah, and and by that I mean become unlikable. But it's just really telling people this wasn't made for you. Yeah. Uh, the smug attitude, uh, saying these movies will be be made whether you want to or not. In fact, they're made in spite of you. Yeah, like that's no good kind for of your career. Doing the career, but then Kent, think of her in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I know singing Demon uh, Clash at Demon Head. Yeah, that's They're cool. Singing, yeah, it's uh, cool. What is it called? Black Sheep. Clash yeah. at Demon Head. Um, also think of her in Room. Mm-hmm. Remember Room? Yeah, Dower. The I mean, amazing that was, performance. That was actually Brie Larson just being Brie Jacob Larson. Jacob Tremblay and Brie Larson. But it was it's, such no, a fantastic no, no. movie. It's a, it's a great performance, honestly. It is. Like, remember the good times, Kent? Remember yeah, but, the good wait, time. was Room good times? <laughs> remember the well-acted times? Yeah, it was a well-acted time. But Brie... Oh, wow, I just did it again. Yeah. Allison Brie from Community. Which, by the, Oh, by the way, Allison Brie, uh, her real name is Allison Brie... Sh- Shermerhorn. Wow. Yep. Yeah. You changed that and for Brie, Hollywood. Yeah. And Brie Larson is Brianne Sedone de Salnier. Oh, I can't I say like last that. name. D- she sounds S- like a villain, A-U. though. They, but both of them, like, it's funny, they both pick similar names for their Hollywood name, but neither one of them is a real name. Oh, and I haven't seen much of Glow on Netflix, but Alison Brie is apparently great. Yeah. And well, she directs as well. She was in Mad Men uh, mm-hmm. also, and then the Lego movie. She's Unikitty in the yeah. Lego movie, which I, I it's perfect. really enjoy. In, in Joel, you've seen Community a few times at this point. Mm-hmm. I think Allison Brie in Big that fan show, of right? I th- I feel like she was supposed to be a side character. Brie Larson was in Community as well. Yeah, but I mean, as she, Abed's love interest. Yeah, yeah. I her. know there's a crossover right there. Yeah. Wait, which which love interest? It's the one where he has the two dates and he's trying to switch, and she's the coat check oh, girl. Okay. But I feel like she was meant to be a really side character and became the main love interest because of how much the audience loved her. Yeah. In that. She's great. She became the focal point. So I have to give it to maybe not the better actress, but someone that I still kind of respect with Alison Brie. I understand that. I understand that, Kent. But I'm having a hard time here. Okay. Because I feel like Alison Brie. Yep. Got that right. Alison Brie, that her role in Community, I absolutely... Annie Edison is a great character and had a range of personalities, which yeah. was fun to watch. Uh, but I think of Room and how much that movie, like how much the, uh, Brie Larson's performance affected me. And then when I found out, like I love, I actually love Clash of Demon Head Black Shoe. I have that on my, my uh, MP3 player so I can listen to it. I want you the, to picture Academy the hologram Award. of Brie Larson going, I have other worlds to save at this point. Well, who's to say? Like people, thank always, you, Mister Parker. People have weak performances. With their body of work, here we're looking at here. She did good in Glass Castle, which wasn't great. Kong Skull Island, she was pretty good. She in. was awful in that movie. <laughs> she was terrible in Kong. Are you serious? <laughs> no, she shouldn't have. Oh, okay, there you go. There's the sarcasm no, I was looking it's, for. It's like, but <laughs> thank I still, you. I'm not saying one performance makes it all, but I'm basically saying the one I performance makes floored. it all. I was floored by Room. But maybe this should be a potential Daniel Radcliffe thing because one Allison has Brie... Award, one doesn't. Yeah, but Al, does that mean anything? Does that mean everything, I should say? Uh, Brie Allison Larson, Brie has the potential here, whereas Brie Larson seems like she's just going to continue with the superhero thing and not well. 
Alison Brie, uh, actually her first role was on Hannah Montana as a hairdresser, a novice hairdresser. And she also is married to Dave Franco. Kent, you're voting for the wife of Dave Franco. Yeah, I am. I like Dave Franco. Oh, it's James Franco you don't like. Yeah. Dang it. Yeah. See, ah! you just, yeah, there you go. Ah. Also, uh, Alison Brie worked as a clown at birthday parties. Oh, that's scary and terrifying. And but Brie Larson was, was at age six, she became the youngest student admitted to the training program at the American Conservatory Theater. And she actually got her acting career started on, on Tonight Show with Jay Leno. She's on a sketch on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Yeah. Come on, Jay Leno. <sighs> yeah, seriously. I'm going to have to go for Brie Larson. Room. I'm just thinking what of room. What are you doing? I'm thinking of room. Uh, My initial instinct is to is to go with you, Joel, just to piss off Brie Larson. Because she'd be like, <laughs> oh, you guys voted for me? Well, I didn't want your vote anyway. But I, Thank I, you I, very I, much. i got to go with Alison Brie. I really... It, little okay. Annie Adderall is just a really fun... And uh, I, no, you I'm guys could hang out. I'm fine with you could I'm hang fine out. I could go either way, so I'm perfectly fine with that vote. So okay, okay. so that was that was it. Well, it was twenty. And now, are you ready for the uh, low rent Jacob twist oh. from Stephen? Oh. We got it. We got a low rent Jacob <laughs> okay. twist. When I initially got this list, I went over them, and there we got was a Kirtland brand Jacob twist. <laughs> one missing that I thought Great we should value address. Jacob's twist. Okay, because um, we already we already talked about um, extras. Yeah. And there was a, a scene in Extras where Samuel L. Jackson shows up on the set. Okay. And one of the actresses on the show was like, oh, I loved you in The Matrix. And up until that point, I had no idea that they were mistaken for each other. And, and then I hear that it happens a bit, quite a bit. And they're apparently good friends. There's a famous yeah. interview, actually, where I think it was on something when they talked to him about his, his Super Bowl commercial. And he's like, what's Super Bowl commercial? Mm-hmm. And it was Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, so Samuel L. Jackson started swearing at these news people, basically. Yeah. Okay, so Lawrence Fishburne versus... I don't, I don't have facts on this one. I don't have fun facts. Well, Lawrence they're Fishburne... They're both like 87, I'm pretty sure. Right. You can't Lawrence tell. Lawrence Fishburne currently in the John Wick movies, definitely in the Matrix... Uh, Samuel L. Jackson in any Marvel movie. Uh, Let's think of outside any Marvel, Tarant- Tarantino oh, okay. movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they both have Mace Windu. Yeah, Mace Windu definitely. Oh, this is a tough one because you get, you get roles like Lawrence Fishburne in The Matrix, and it's so iconic. That's one of those. Is that is that role able to make him? The better one. Are you looking up at Lawrence Fishburne's IMDb? I am actually. Well, I'm looking up his roles so. So Samuel L. Jackson, he has movies like Incredibles, oh, right? Where he's frozen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then movies like oh. the, Hit, the Hitman's Bodyguard, Triple uh, X, Return of Xander Cage, Kong. Ugh. Lawrence Fishburne, of course, in Boys in the Hood. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I forgot about that. He's in the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well. Uh, there's Kingsman, The Secret Service. Event Horizon. But there's lots of bad movies for Man Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, I know who you're voting for now. Because he's, he's Perry White, Perry White. Man of Steel. There's a lot of bad, bad movies for Samuel L. Jackson because I think he has more movies than anyone else in the, in his filmography. Oh, oh, Snakes on a Plane. Don't forget Lars Fishburne was Cowboy Curtis on uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse. Lars Fishburne. Yeah. That's who you're voting for? That's what I'm voting for. Well, I got to go. Look. Oh, he's in Batman v Superman. That's why. Okay. Uh, so Samuel L. Jackson, um, he's <laughs> also in 1408. I'm trying to think of some some movies to help you choose him, maybe. Uh, Coach Carter, which we brought up on our sports show. Did, Kill Bill, definitely yep. Tarantino. Uh, SWAT, Glass. Basic. He was in Glass. Oh. And, oh, he's in Unbreakable. Unbreakable. 
Oh, I remember him in, oh, The Negotiator. That was a fun one. Snakes on a Plane. Oh, <laughs> Deep Blue Sea. <gasps> the oh, best death scene ever yes. in Deep Blue oh, Sea. That's great. The other guys. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. I loved him in Die Hard with a Vengeance as the, as the sidekick. Jurassic Park. Zeus. National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. One of my favorite comedies when I was a kid. I'm going with Samuel L. Jackson, which means it's on Steven. You put this on yourself. Oh, dang it. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne Samuel and Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson. Who do you fear more? Well, who would you trust their wisdom more? <laughs> Mace Windu or Morpheus? Ooh. I, you know what? I'm going to have to go with the guy who can say anything and make it sound like poetry, even swear words. I know that's oh, not a very no. bacon, <laughs> bacon sale thing. That doesn't fit the show at all. You can't go with Kent. <laughs> but, but man... See, I don't know. Is, well, the negotiator. What a cell. great, what a great role the negotiator was. Yeah, with Kevin Spacey. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah. I'm get. I know. Anytime you mention it, it's just tainted now. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be uh, Samuel Jackson. Yes. All right. All right. Honestly, for the movies he's been in, they're far more iconic. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, you're right. He's been in like a million of them. Some of them are just not that good. Yeah, I would say half. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So there you go. There's our doppelganger, our celebrity mix-up matchup, as we called it. Yeah. Uh, we thank you for listening to it. Uh, we play along at home. Let us know who you think should win each matchup. There's 20 of these. And let us know what celebrity doppelgangers we missed out on, ones that you mix up. Um, Steven, before we go, is there anyone you want to give a shout-out to or anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I would like to uh, to, to mention, because my, my daughter's 10, and when she heard the, the Disney princess uh, tearing show. From like three years ago. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I listened to it in the car. And so I'm taking her to gymnastics, and she just got so mad at Kent for putting <laughs> Elsa in tier two. We both did. <laughs> I know, but you were the first one to You're say it, and you did preface it. And, and she was like, what did he just say? He's tier four. So now, for my daughter's hey. sake, she wanted, you better make sure Kenny says he knows he's tier four. Can, so. you, can you tell her something for me? Yeah, I'm sure she's listening now. Let it go. Oh, <laughs> good call. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I don't really have any 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 extra projects going. I don't have. Uh, I'm I'm really a boring guy. I no, guess no, I no. can say. No, you're um, going to Disneyland pretty soon. That is true. That is true. My my wife getting uh, a lightsaber. Oh, I a couple Nerf guns. Really hope so. But uh, no, just my my family. My my brother. I've talked to him to listening to the show, and he listens. He was telling me he's, he spread the good word of bacon so Thank you. For I, that. I keep trying to convince everybody. every listener a missionary. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm wearing I'm wearing my I am the listener T-shirt to to Disneyland. Yes. To try to promote it. Then you got know. a tpublic.com slash bacon sale. Oh yes, <laughs> and then um, so yeah, just it's it's been great. I I highly recommend if anybody is listening and they want to support, I, it's it's. Terribly fun to to hear your name repeated on a on a thank you podcast. And also, we give extra episodes. We uh, recorded a a, a bacon bit as we call them with Stephen here that you can hear as a patron of Bacon Sale. So make sure to go to patreon.com slash bacon sale to see all the extra things you get by supporting Bacon Sale. Perfect. And speaking of patrons, we would like to give a thanks to the I Am the Listener group of patrons, including Josher, Greg's Guide to New Music, Terry Finlay, A More Civilized Podcast, Stephen Ross, Stephen Ross, and Adrian Gray. And also, we want to give a thank to our thanks to our baking council, including Nicole D. Hill, Chris Anderson, Ryan Farron, Matt Smudrow, and Reverse Listener. 
Thank you for being patrons of Bacon Sale. And thank you to all the patrons. Even if we don't say your name, we appreciate you. And if you want to find me, you can find me at qwcomedy.com. No, Quick no. Wits performs every Saturday night. <laughs> and you can't find me on Twitter. It's at Joel786. <laughs> You're screwing it all up. Is it 786Joel? 786Joel. 786Joel. doesn't matter because you can't find me there. But you can also reach us at BaconCell.com. You know what my actual outro is? You want to hear it now? So until next time, once again, this is Kent Dunn saying Robert Downey Jr. deserves an Oscar for his performance as Tony Stark in Avengers Endgame. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> You're good. You're what? not Jacob. Laurent Jake. Ah, who is this person sitting to my left? So maybe you like some real films as well? I love this. The Jacob verse. All old dads out there love Now You See Me. <laughs> I just stereotyped and it was true. So he could technically work on your teeth and then Timothy Olyphant could work on you with his teeth. The guy could gnaw <laughs> on your bones with those giant chompers. And I think he's the one who scares me more, so I want to vote for him so he won't hurt me. Yeah. He's not my kidder. Yeah. Ugh, nobody wants to be. And they had to call deviled eggs angel eggs. I figured you were a discount, <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> Voting with Kent. <laughs> if Dustin Hoffman's face were his fortune, he'd be committed to a life of poverty. I was born in a mask. <laughs> Wild West. Yeah. Grown Ups. Yeah. Fools Rush In with Matthew Perry. Yes. <laughs> it's not her fault. It is a little bit. <laughs> Do you have an accent now? A little bit. <laughs> you ignorant white folks here. And both have the five o'clock shadow going yeah. on. Yeah. And one has it in like medieval times, one has it on the island. <laughs> it's How true. is that possible? No. Well, you want Josh Holloway to call you freckles at least once. You I, know at that. least one time. <laughs> All of my opinions are right. No, that's He does a, sound like Jacob. Like Jacob. Yeah, yeah. Like okay, Jacob, thank you. I don't hate Mumford and Sons. Do you realize how you just said that? So this is like the battle of the bug-eyed boys. I have other worlds to save at this point. We got a little red jacket okay. twist. This is a good idea, right, Matthew Perry? <laughs>